last week on Discount Heroes. So I'm going to cast Heroism on the terrible Goblin King Knox. I'm going to hit him with my axe. Jimothy pulls back and then he holds out his left arm. A gout of flame shoots out. I'm going to just try to tackle it and stand on it. Demarok, you feel a, a, a drop in your stomach for a second as the arm launches itself out towards you. As he flies towards you and crashes into the cave wall, as the chain goes slack, he whips around, just slams into the cavern wall. Yeah, so I ship down. I'm going to shoot the guiding bolt at this guy. Takes his scimitar and drives it right into the chest of this guy. Tries to step on it and dig the scimitar as deep into this open chest cavity as he can of Jimothy. Collapses into a barely moving pile of wood and metal. All right, you say those words, you produce the flames, and a a light smoke begins to emerge. Thank you for saving me. His form is just blown and it just disappears and there's nothing left. Okay, guys, I think we need to, uh, I think we need to get all the people together and go check out this airship, see if we can make it back down the mountain. Braddock looks excited at the prospect. I'll fix it, no problem. Give me, give me a few days. Wagon wheel, come in. You hear like a clatter to the ground. What are you, what are you doing? Stay away from me. No, leave me here. Leave me here. And then the voice cuts off as you hear the stone fall to the ground. Wagon wheel. No. Are they heroes or are they villains? Find out tonight on Discount Heroes. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a group of five friends who've known each other for 15 plus years. We're a story and character-driven real play podcast where lots of chaos happens. My name is Brent. I'm the DM. And we've got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing? Uh, Hey guys, it's Tyler. I am playing the Circle of the Stars druid, Copes. It's dollar shot night and I only have these stupid gold pieces. My name's Aaron and I'll be playing Dimarok, the Tiefling Bard. This is Jared playing the part of Thrasher, the human barbarian. And this is Matt playing the part of Knox Longfoot, the gnome wizard. And I'm everyone else. Poorly. Oh, it doesn't make sense the way I said it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Got him. All right. So let's go ahead and begin the game. Last week, our intrepid adventurers faced the extent of what Jimothy, and by extension Braddock, could throw at them. They fielded spring-loaded metal fists, flamethrowers, and a little bit of friendly fire, but in the end were victorious. Just like before, they were able to free the spirit of Jimothy, who revealed his untimely death which led to the changes he'd experienced as this strange wooden doll. Then they found the airship at the end of the blackened trail on the mountain and decided to contact Wagon Wheel to tell him what they'd found. Startled at the revelations that Thrasher had eloquently revealed, you heard something happen to him. And I believe that only Knox and Thrasher were there to hear that, so why don't we start right there? Wag- wagon wheel? Wagon wheel! What happened, Thrash? Knox, did you hear that? Yeah, what happened, man? It sounded like so- something went wrong with him. I don't know, man. I think someone took wagon wheel. Man, what is going on with this guy? Nothing seems straight with him. It's just silence from the other end. I mean, it sounds like he's in trouble, but... We couldn't get back there for a day or two anyway. No, we, we've, we've got all these people we're trying to help anyway, and it's two days back no matter what. We can't. I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I really need to sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm wiped out. This has been a wild day. I think we're going to have to regroup in the morning when we can get Copes and Demi back here and, and try to figure out a way back to town. Should we just tell them in the morning then? I, I think so. I, I think everyone's just pretty beat. 
All right, but then we get back as quick as we can, because because I, I, I got to save that little guy. What would we do without our wagon wheel? He's like a a tiny mascot. All right, so I like that. <laughs> I like that choice to not tell everybody. That's interesting there. So Demarok and Copes have wandered off. I think we'll get to you guys in a second. Why don't we start with Thrash and Knox? All right. Okay, so you guys are settling in. Thrasher, how do you relax after this night? Well, you know, normally I think, you know, he'd try and find a show, but that's not exactly an option right now. So he wanders around for a little bit, trying to find something to, you know, put his energy into. And when he can't, he walks up to a very large tree and, uh, you know, every like three, four seconds, just kind of headbutts it until he uh, wanders off to sleep. So let's say you get through like, you know, 50 or 60 headbutts. Let's put you around there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the 60th headbutt, your ears catch something on the wind. Something familiar. It's a tune you've heard before. It's a familiar song, even. Well, I'm going to have to go check that out. One you've heard many times before. Really? Is, is it? It's a corpsable can song. Yes! I'm going to find that. I don't know where that's playing. With the blood from your forehead seeping into your eyes, you follow the sound, walking through an otherwise silent forest. Off in the distance, you see a crowd. Something's wrong. The crowd, they're just silhouettes with empty forms, cheering at an ethereal stage. A band stands on stage, but you can barely hear the sound. You pass through the crowd, drawn to the stage. Uh, Absolutely. You're almost sure that you hear the indignant swears of them as you move through them. You reach the stage and the music just stops. The crowd disappears. The stage is gone. And you're left standing in front of a single, solitary gravestone. What does it say? So I don't know the name of your favorite band's lead singer, but it says... What's his name? I need a pun, because the guy's name is Corpse Grinder. Okay. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty goddamn D&D already, but I, I can't I can't just steal his name. Uh, let's go with Cadaver Musher. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I see why he didn't really go with that name. <laughs> you literally, like three episodes, said mushing as another term for- Oh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be that. <laughs> gotta be that no No, it can't be that you made this decision jer cadaver mash stand by your van (laughs) stand by my band yeah cadaver masher (laughs) (laughs) the inscription reads cadaver masher lead singer of corpsable can leaning against the gravestone is a single rusty axe is it a guitar i'm gonna have to pick up that axe You feel something when you pick up the axe. A charge. The hair on your skin stands up for a brief moment. And for just a second, you see yourself in a crowd, front row to a corpsable can show. And then it's gone. I think that Thrasher just continues to hear that music in his head and headbangs until he falls asleep. (laughs) Oh, so did you not know? Did you know that he was dead already or something? Are you not surprised by that? Oh, damn it. I was (laughs) (laughs) idiot (laughs) (laughs) leaning against the gravestone is a single rusty axe and above on the stone the inscription above reads cadaver masher lead singer of corpsable can no thrasher drops to his knees clutching his newfound axe on the grave of his favorite frontman tells him no matter what I won't let you down. I'm going to be the most metal, metalsome, metal person ever to metal. And then he curls into the fetal position, <laughs> crying over this loss and slowly goes to sleep. Why are you laughing? None of you saw that. I'm just telling you what happened to Thrasher and you don't know about it. All right. You're not allowed to make fun of Thrasher. And in your sleep, all of that sadness, all of that tragedy, you feel it turning into something, curdling into something inside of you as you sleep. What is it turning into? Did I eat something I shouldn't have? Like rage, bro. Oh, yeah, it's probably rage. What'd you think the answer was? Cheese curds? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rage. It's it's just more, you know? As that bit of extra rage awakens within, 
you're level three. Cue the level up music. The newest thing that I get as a barbarian, I chose my path, and I chose the path of the ancestral guardian. So the next time we get into a fight and I rage, everybody gets to find out what that means. Nice. And you're a little bit tougher. You can take a few more boom booms. <laughs> All right. Some ash flickers in the wind over towards night. <laughs> oh, I like that. She's <laughs> like, oh, shit, the ash is back. I knew it meant something. All right. So, Knox, what do you find yourself doing? This has been a very long day for you specifically. You maybe saw your short eh, little life pass before your eyes for a moment when you were blown up earlier in the day. Uh, yeah, probably several times today. It's gotten pretty dicey a few times. I don't know if that was seeing it flash before my eyes is, you know, just instantly flashing dead, but he's relieved, to say the least. He's kind of sitting around the campfire. He's kind of got all these townsfolk and everything around. He's without his party, which feels a little strange. After a couple of days, they've kind of all wandered off into the woods. But I think he's kind of feels a bit of peace. He kind of feels like he... He accomplished something. He found these friends in this group. So sitting around the fire, I guess watching Thrash hit his head into a tree 60 times. I guess you have to watch that. I don't think there's any looking away from that. Um, <laughs> and then going off into the woods and just hearing a loud no get screamed. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's probably fine. <laughs> but as he has a quiet moment to himself by the fire, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a small, it almost looks like a Rubik's Cube. It's a small box, but it's it's made of different cogs and gears. And this is something that he has. It's something he's always had. It's one of the first things he's had. Kind of reminds him of his tinkering background and whatnot. But on the end of each cog, there's pieces of arcane symbols, but nothing really matches up. He's never quite understood it very well. So he kind of sits by the fire and spins it around each direction as it spins, trying to line up and see if he can make some sense out of it. After such a long day and probably the most magic he's ever used at one time. He feels a little bit inspired to look through it. All right, so as you're spinning through it, you get a feeling of intuition. Something something tells you to turn it a certain way, to spin this thing a certain direction, to flip this knob and then flip it back, toss it up in the air, catch it behind your back. That's how I always do these things. And as you are moving it, you hear a satisfying click in the cube. And as that Whatever it is, that connection is made. The cube flies from your hand, hovering about two feet above you, splits into what must be hundreds of thin little metal sheets that rotate and fly like the pages of a notebook. It lifts into the air in front of you before blinding you briefly. And as your vision clears, you take third. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> no. And as your vision clears, I'm not sure if you'd believe what's standing before you. It's an ethereal something. An ogre? Uh, what? What's uh, What's going on? Hello? It speaks. Well done, lad. Welcome to the second level of wizard magic. If you achieve this feat and fewer will follow to ascend to the higher levels of magic. This is a quick message to let you know that the secrets found through further study of this device will almost certainly lead to an untimely death and, you hear some static, is in no way responsible for any bodily harm done to oneself or to others (laughs) through either action or inaction wherein the user's magical ability is in any way related to that situation. Do you accept these terms? Absolutely! I almost died today already and I hadn't even gotten this! This is fantastic news! (laughs) Well, congratulations! You have been granted second level access. Good luck. And take these two complimentary second level spells as a reward. Thank you! I can't wait to test these out! And with that, as soon as the final word is delivered, the image disappears and your metal cube falls to the ground, inert once again. And he, he just kind of picks it up real quick and holds it a little tighter and enjoys his moment by the fire as he begins to understand a little bit deeper magic. Bravo, Brent. That was fantastic. Bravo. <laughs> Fucking loved that shit. Love it. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't nearly as good as that. Oh, you didn't get his name. All right. So you find that you can open it in a new way now, and there's 
similar to the the stone that you had previously, you find spells inscribed within, and you you are now a, a third level wizard. All right. And as the uh, camera pans away from Knox, he pulls up one small stone in front of his eyes. He flips down his goggles and looks close, and you just hear the slightest under his breath. It's time for the boom boom. Oh no. Not quite the full boom boom, but oh no. I like the ogre because he wants to be big and strong like that. It's kind of like his inner magical guide. Do I get like a printout of that that I can use in all legal defenses? Yeah. Matt, do you learn two new spells or you get to prepare two level two spells every day? I learn two new spells and then I can prepare as many spells equal to my wizard level plus intelligence. So now it'll be six spells a day. How many level twos can you prepare? Oh, well, I only know two, so... Oh, okay. Like, you could prepare all second level, but there would be no point in that because you need you can't cast them in a first level slot. Exactly. So, like, right now I have a total of eight spells total. So it'll be, now it's ten. But I can only prepare six a day. So if I don't have it prepared, I can't cast it unless it's a ritual, which is why Nox has a tendency to take ten minutes. That's, like, the downside. Wizards can actually, there's no limit to how many spells they can know, unlike a bard. Correct. It just costs money or they have to find them otherwise. Yeah, I can find them. Any spell, if I find a wizard's book, I can technically copy any spell they have, but you have to use a certain, it's 50 gold per spell level to copy it in ink. So what two new spells did you pick? I'm kind of curious. All right, that's good. I, I chose. I know one of them. No, I'll give you one. I'm The one I'm, I, I chose uh, Flaming Sphere which I wasn't going to take until we met the explosive goblins, and then I had to. Good call. The other is a surprise. All right, well, cool. So having gleaned some more magical secrets, you maybe find yourself unable to rest very easily with all these new thoughts and magics running through your mind. So Ash flies through the air straight into Cope's eye. Ah, what the fuck, bro? It's been a long day for you, Copes. How are you spending your time? Copes has sat down in the middle of a few trees. The The whole situation with the forest is upsetting, and he also inhaled some dead woman's thoughts. So, he's been... <laughs> he's, 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 he's been sitting in a, a little clearing, and he's, and he's not good at this, but he's been building little stick figures of like like a bigger person with a little person like the woman and her child and he's also trying to make a little dog as he's sitting there he stages them up the woman's holding hands with a little kid and the little crude dog and he thinking to himself and he lights a little fire and like a passing ritual that he's been doing and he's just spending the night in remembrance of those people so i feel like he values life as a druid and can there be a stream nearby you didn't let me finish and i'm oh. right next to a stream <laughs> That was that was flowing, and actually, I actually put him on a little crude raft I built and lit the fire and sent him down the street. Now that's a hell of a yes hand right there. <laughs> Tyler, was that already planned? I just made it up right now. Okay, you sold it good. I thought, I thought maybe you really did. Oh no, the stream. Yeah, yeah, I knew there was a stream. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was a stream. Yeah. Really? Oh my god, that's even better. No. <laughs> oh, <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> acting. All right, so you watch your tiny little effigy flow into the distance until it's nothing but a little pinprick of light descending into the water. You look down into the water, seeing the starlight reflecting from above. Something odd, though. You look close and you see that your reflection, you can see it clearly. The water is completely still. The river formerly flowing just stands calm. The sky you see reflected above it's different. You recognize it, but it's not here. It's the glade. You stand up among the peaceful majesty of the glades. Shallow pools brimming with starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is everyone laughing? It's starfish. It's starfish. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. We all knew that, of course. <laughs> it took everything you had to get through that line. Shallow pools brimming with starfish, giving the impression of a vast plain of water before you. 
the star is shedding a near-perfect, luminous reflection from above. A hand on your shoulder. Sup, brother? Hey, Jiraiya. Long time no see, man. I know, bro. I've missed you and the rest of the family. What's been going on? He takes on a, a somber expression. Looks pained by what you ask. Things haven't been going so well, brother. The water's not been flowing like it should. The stars haven't been moving like they should. Brothers and sisters are leaving. It's not chill. Super not chill. I mean, why would you leave the glades? I, I needed to because of necessity, but it sounds like they're not. Brother, there are secrets that I know that it part of understanding them is discovering them for yourself, brother. I've chosen to stay, but turns out that I'm one of the few. You need to seek your own answers. Find out why. But don't worry, brother. I'm here to help. You still got that crystal I gave you? I do. And I reach in my pouch and pull out the crystal with the constellation formations in it, and I I hold it up to the moonlight. Rad, bro. I always love this thing. Dude, I thought it was rad, too. Look at it. And I spin it around. He reaches into his shirt. He pulls out a necklace. On it are several more of these pieces. You remember that yours was broken off from one of his originally. (sighs) And he holds it out and rips one of them off. He offers it to you. Here, brother. This is for you. Oh, is this rock candy? And I pop it in my mouth. Oh, it tastes really good, but it's not edible. Oh. No, no, no. Just... Put it with the other one, man. Like, see, they fit up together, just like, just like the stars in the sky. <laughs> oh, bro, just like them. This is a new constellation pattern. Yeah, bro, you really need to seek the answers. I don't really want to tell you where to go, but the fact that you were able to speak to me here says that you're on the right path. I've felt like I have been. All my friends call me the chosen one. Wow. I know. So rad. Me too. Oh, hell yeah, bro. For years and years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Just for months, but I'm getting there. (laughs) As you take the two stones in hand, they snap together like opposite ends of a magnet. As they snap together, the inner light shines from within. You feel yourself awash with the warmth of the stars. It's something different than sunlight. It It warms your heart warms your bones and you roll over in your sleep clutching a a now larger crystal in one hand awesome I'm now a level 3 circle of the stars druid and that's right what does that mean you get some more magics right yeah I now access level 2 spells with my second crystal oh man I didn't even think I might have to give you more crystals now listen I'm on the crystal quest (laughs) <laughs> it's Copes, <laughs> Copes and the Legend of the Nine Crystals. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. And it's like the dragon crystals. If I get them all, I get to make a wish. You said it. You started this. <laughs> That's dragon balls, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my sleep, as I roll over, I just, I kind of sleep talk a little. I'm just like, twinkle, twinkle. I roll, I roll over and continue my much deserved rest with a little smile on my face. You forgot to say the camera pans away. And the ash flickers towards <laughs> the forest. <laughs> Some ash flickers in the wind. It flows past Demarok's nose. Maybe he sneezes. I go to sneeze, but instead I inhale real quickly through my nose. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. What was that? Is that a bug? I just snorted a, I just snorted a bug. You did. It's been a long day. Well, how are you spending your time here? It seemed like you needed some time to yourself. Yeah, it's just been a long, stressful day. And and Demarox, he loves to hang out with people, but he's not used to like always being with a group. And he just needed that moment just like to take a walk, clear his head. So as soon as he knew the danger was over and everybody was safe and we found a safe place to be, he just he took off. As you walk through... There's nothing but the distant sounds of cracked and broken trees surrounding you. No animals. They must have long moved on from this place of ruin. It's just you and your footsteps. Are you playing some music? Just wondering. 
No, I definitely am. Yeah, I feel like I'm walking through. My tail's wagging behind me. Crack, crack. Taking the opportunity to to disintegrate one of these ashen trees that are scattered through here. And so that kind of starts the beat. And he pulls out a lute. You ever heard a song that feels sad, but it's got just an undertone of joy? It's it's almost relief, I think, is what it is. A song of relief. Alright, so it's just you, your footsteps, and your music. Till a light appears at the edge of your sight. And then another, and another. And they approach. These little orbs that you've met previously resonate with the vibrations that you send through the air. They float happily on your notes, vibrating in a lightly discordant but peaceful melody alongside you. Having seen these before, Demi kind of knows the deal with these guys. They're here to jam. They just want to play. So he starts playing one of his own pieces on loot. And it's a piece that he's loved and played for a long time, but he can never seem to, he's always wanted to like fill it up and really perform it. But he can never seem to find the right people to play along with him. And, and he loves to share it with people who love music. So he starts playing this piece for these little floating dudes and hopes they like it. Jumping is not quite the right word. They move suddenly in surprise. Almost like they sense the incompleteness of the song that you've created. They begin humming, filling in the missing pieces of your melody. It's Is it a peaceful song? Is it a joyous song? I wish... feel like they're saying things about you, things that you don't even know, vibrating you to your inner core with this melody that they're filling in. They start floating away in unison together, maintaining the volume of the melody, still playing along with you, but floating away further into the forest. What a moment. Finally, like something's been so incomplete, has a feeling like it might be, have some ending, some resolution which is so important for any good song. Last time he followed these guys, he got led right into danger. But I don't think, I don't think Demi's one to judge somebody on a single interaction. So he has to go. He has to hear more. He has to hear the end of this song. So he starts to follow them. They lead you deeper and deeper into the woods. You're trudging through, it must be not off-traversed, terrain because you find yourself having to push through brush largely overgrown until you reach the edge of a cliff you see them floating almost right over the edge it looks like you sense something from them a yearning like a desire to to go and below them you see just lightly illuminated by this strange light that they emit you see three gravestones Hey guys, um, I'm not jumping off that fucking cliff. Is this a cult thing? Am I back in the cult? <laughs> Damn it! I knew you were gonna think that. No, I'm, I'm not. I won't do it. No matter how good the song. Come on, man. We all did it. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened, is it? Everybody's doing it. Come on, Demi. Each gravestone reads "fell to their death." <laughs> <laughs> Fell. Fell is a quotation marks. <laughs> they soften their tones almost in an attempt to calm you. They float down towards the gravestones, shedding their meager light directly on their surfaces. Okay, well, I move forward slowly and I like weight my tail into the ground behind me just as any preparation to like steady myself and not get shoved off this cliff by these dots. As you approach the gravestones, whereas the, the majority of gravestones that you passed by previously uh, in your travels up the mountain, they were old. These are ancient. They, they're just cracked, dry, and full of vines that have torn into them, ripped the stone asunder in various places. There's not much left of them. Clearly, these gravestones are very old. All right, well, I want to bend down and take a further look at them. Are they each around a particular gravestone? Each dot? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, so I kind of feel like, yeah, this is their resting place. So maybe this feeling I'm feeling is just them wanting recognition. Somebody know they're here. So I want to take the time to read each name. So the names you read, they're not like the names that people use in modern times. You can tell that they're quite old names. The names are Symbolim, Tresillo, and Sonus. Oh, fuck. You know I won't be able to say those. <laughs> you know I won't be able to say those. Those were all music-based things, weren't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I read them out loud, and I look at each one um, as I... Is it just say their name on it? Is there any other, like, identifying information? Any words? Date? It looks like it's mostly ruined. You can't really tell, but you see something written. It says, for the crime of each one, the inscription is worn off, although... Looking closer, you're not sure if it's from where or something else. Below it, it says executed on, and it's illegible again. And then you see the, the city name, Ballast. Oh, shit. Okay. So the city we're from, and I'm saying this out loud to these stuff. So, so you guys were executed in Ballast right on. That's a rock and roll death. What did you do? And I look back at the gravestone. What did it say they did? It just said uh, for the crime of, and then it was illegible. Oh, dang. That's so convenient for you guys. <laughs> like, I hope it was, you know, the crime of saving all these babies or something, maybe. Their lights shine angrily, that, that red color that you saw previously. It seems this is a sore subject for them for some reason. Yeah, back away from that cliff. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. A couple steps back. As you back away, they soften the light. They revert to their normal, peaceful, whitish color, and they approach you. you. Hear something in the song. It's, it's not words, but it's the music. It's like a, a pleading, a begging sound. It seems like they want help. All right, all right. So you, you bros, you light up jam bros. You guys, you need help from me. They dance excitedly. Oh, God, I just got finished helping somebody. The sound becoming a joyous cacophony. You know how much work it is to help somebody? I, The only reason I'm on top of this mountain is trying to help somebody. Oh, this is so, so it's hard work. So they approach you. They start flying, rotating around your hand. And as you move it, you feel fierce winds emit from your hand a little bit. Whatever message, I guess, you take from that is yours to interpret. But they flow along your arms, up your legs, around your head. Oh, oh, I kind of like this. All right, bros, look, I look, I will help you. I will help you. You got it. No, come on, just. What do I? You're already dead. Like, what? What do I? What do you need me to do? Uh, they all three of them fly in unison into your pouch, and then you feel the clasp tighten on your pouch. No, they fly into like the hood of my hoodie (laughs) (laughs) and the two drawstrings pulled tight and cinch up the hood of my hoodie hanging on my back just above my loot. You're not sure probably 100% what they mean, but it seems like they want to come with you. All right, well, this seems pretty easy, so you hardly weigh anything. So let's just, uh, all right, I guess I'm helping you. Simblum, <laughs> Tremolo, and, and, and the other guy. I, I, I go back and check the names again. Simblum, Tresillo, Summers. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I start heading back. You walk away with a newfound warmth from within. And now you're level three. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, no, that's, sorry, copyright. Level three. All right. Now say the other thing. Say, oh, cue the level up music. So for Demirock, level three, he gets more proficient in a couple skills. And I was really good at deception and persuasion. And I get to take a specialty class. My subclass is a, a homebrew class by Matt Mercer. Who's that? What D&D is it? Uh, he's the DM of Critical Role. We should He should be joining us in a couple episodes, I think. 
Oh, um, yeah, so I'm playing this homebrew class that is called Maestro. So I get the ability of a conductor. And with the help of now, I'm assuming my little glowing friends who played music with me will be able to produce magic effects that kind of take a hold of the whole battlefield or help my team in a much larger way for like a symphonious effect. Hell yeah, and you get more magic spells too. Yes, and I get some magic spells, but I don't know what I'm picking yet, but they're going to be awesome. So just look out for those in the coming episodes. All right, so now that everyone's had their moment, everyone gets to increase their health now. Oh, great. Health, 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 health. I'm going to roll for it. I'm rolling for. I'm rolling a real dice. We getting healthy, boys. We lifted weights. Here we go. Brent, can I re-roll my one? You can. That's your <laughs> only one. Thank you. Do we know he actually rolled a one, though? He's rolling a real die. This time it's a five. Not the best, but I'll take it. All right. Uh, Demarok and Copes get a D8. Plus our con. All right, D8 plus one. Here we go. Uh, five more. Okay, I'll take that. Seven plus one, eight more. We're up to 28 HP. Nice. Man, beefy boy over there. Oh, and now we've got Nox with his D6. How bad can this go? <laughs> How bad can it go? He crit last time. That's a nine. That's a nine on the dice. So I get wow, 17. Wow. Damn. Well, that's a two. Oh. Yeah, that sounds about oh. right. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, you know, I know a quick way to get a lot of health, and that's to get killed and roll a fighter. <laughs> that may be in my future. So uh, Nox is up to 20 hit points. All right, so each of you has your own respective moments that it's just coincidence that it all happened on the same night. I mean, so weird. I heard when, when you hang out for a while, you start to sync up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your levels sync up. <laughs> that's Maybe it's an old wives tale. Who knows? Oh, that's a really good joke. <laughs> So, shall we jumpstart to the following morning? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So, just to put you in the moment, before you guys chat and stuff, is someone making breakfast? Yeah, I'm definitely making breakfast. But on my walk back, I just couldn't find anything to eat. Dead. Everything's dead. And we already ate all our rations. Oh, wait. We're actually going to eat the leftover emu. Each of you wakes up in your respective positions. What do you do? Thrasher, you wake up next to the gravestone, clutching your axe. Let me go ahead and uh, do the sound of Thrasher waking up real quick. (coughs) Okay. (coughs) And then he gets up and, you know, goes and finds the other (laughs) (laughs) axe. See, that was worth it. All right, I stayed up all night, and yeah, I come crashing through these ashen trees. A little pep in my step, feeling refreshed, even though we haven't slept. And I get to work on some of that emu we'd packed up while we're at the base of the mountain. Um, And we all got sick from that sashimu. So I decided to start a fire (laughs) and, and cook it up this time. I'm making enough for everybody. All the people we saved, the whole group saved. I got, I think a couple people come over and help me get the fire going and help me cook and things like that. Okay. Yeah, we didn't talk much about the, the hostages that you saved. So, yeah, no, that's good. No, I'm glad you included them. Copes, you're waking up. And? I'm awake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning he says that. <laughs> Clutching at this crystal, it's larger than you remember. Ah, it's always like this in the morning. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make my way back to the airship. All right. Nox, you awaken in camp? Uh, Yeah, I wake up. Kind of looks around. He's a little confused. Nobody ever came back. I guess as he sees Demi approach and pull out the day-old emu that's been in his bag that all made us sick, uh, he's going to kind of take a look in that airship and see if (laughs) he can find any actual food assuming there was a crew on here he figures there's got to be some food in there i would like to make one thing very clear though uh thrasher did not get sick from the emu he was throwing up because when it's time to party we will always party with enthusiasm 
I'm just, I'm just checking for side dishes and maybe another main. Oh, yeah, get some mayonnaise. I bet that'd go great with Emu. That's wild. Absolutely wild thing to say. Oh, oh, Demi, I didn't need to tell you. Uh, I'm not responsible anymore. So if you die, it's not my fault. My cube told me. Yeah, okay, I'm going to check the kitchen. Okay, that made a lot of sense. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, bro. Oh, rock and roll. And I, uh, I open up the cabinets, and there's just a fully stocked kitchen full of eggs and bacon and all sorts of breakfast foods. Wait, no, Ty- I'm sorry, Tyler, you have to say that. I was about to say, yeah, you're really trying to plant it in my field right here. <laughs> I come trotting up to the airship. Oh, y'all cooking breakfast? I'll check the kitchens. And I run <laughs> up, and it's just full of eggs and bacon. And- Why is that your thing? Yeah, what's going on? Because I can create whatever I want. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And there's eight, there's eight finely plucked and cleaned pigeons. And I'm like, mm, pigeon, my favorite. And I run them out to Demi. I hate it. I hate this so much. Brent, you got to stop this now. Or it's going to run rampant. He's becoming too powerful. <laughs> I've become aware. <laughs> you go look through the ship. It looks like it's been mostly cleaned out probably by the goblins, but you find some scattered dried meats and fruits and also some pouches of nuts, about two pounds worth of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> I imagine I go in the kitchen and everything's just completely wiped out. I can't find anything. And then as soon as Copes walks in, all of the top shelves are completely fully stocked because none of the goblins could reach him. Copes, there's no food in here. <laughs> no food in where? The, the cabinets are empty. What? There's no food in here. There's got to be food somewhere. The goblins got to it. Oops, you can see food on the top shelf. You can see why Knox didn't see it. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's no food in here. Just get out of here, bro. (laughs) There's no reason to be in here. No, no, Coast walks up. He takes a big arm. No, it's up here, bro. Up where? All right, uppies, come here. Uppies! (laughs) Climbing up, grabbing the horns. Yeah, yeah. See? It's right up here. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a whole new world up here. Thrasher walks up and sees that and just immediately turns around and walks away. <laughs> you know, oh, fine. That's fine. No, that's cool. All right. So you gather up some food. You gather around the campfire. You share a meal with the hostages and amongst yourselves. Although, you know, you guys are your own clique and they can tell that you're the cool ones. So maybe some people try to sit with you guys, but you look at them sternly and then they walk away. <laughs> We sit down, we're talking, having a great time. Somebody comes and sits next to us, and we all just completely stop talking and stare at them until they get up and leave. We're all sitting by the captain's wheel, and they put their plate down, and just spin the wheel, and it kicks the plate off the boat. Like, you know what's up. You guys remember when that used to happen in high school? When when we would try to make friends with people? You remember that? Not to me and you. We were the <laughs> cool kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's why we have a D&D podcast now. Shut up! So, here you are. <laughs> You're enjoying this nice breakfast that you've scavenged from the inside the ship. You've got a private moment here. You know, you've socially ostracized all of the hostages so that they're not trying to be friends with you. They're strictly hostages here. Well, rescue hostages, whatever. What's the word? Refugees, I guess. Rescuegees in this world. Rescuegees, yeah. Rescuegees. Thank you, God. Oh, that is good. So... This might be a good moment for y'all to chat about what's been going on lately. What do y'all think about what's going on? And whatever. Alright, I'm gonna sit down with Knox and say, So I was in the forest, and I sat down in a clearing, and I started crafting these two wooden figures. I'm gonna run through my whole experience with Knox. Oh, you just tell him what happened? Me and Knox have been buddies. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him about my, my experience in the woods. Uh, that's 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 pretty wild, man. I had some pretty crazy stuff happen last night too. I uh, I unlocked my uh, my little well. I, I don't know. I just need to tell you, I'm not responsible for any bodily harm that comes to you around me. I think. Did you sign the warranty? Uh, oh, I didn't ask about the extended warranty. Oh, Knox, bro. Uh, but but no, it's pretty cool. I think I unlocked some more magic for me. But I'm a little concerned. I just saw Thrasher headbutt a tree sixty times. I started counting, and I didn't think it would go to 60. I was about to say, did you count? I did. I mean, I thought it was going to be like five. And it, it just kept going. 60 times. 60 times. What'd you do to help him? 
I am just eating right next to you guys while you're saying that. Yeah, we're, we're all there. <laughs> I picture Thrasher having walked up and there's just blood pouring down his face <laughs> from the wound on his forehead. Absolutely. Hey, hey Thrash, you, uh, you feel... Thrasher, did you really do it 60 times? Do what? That makes sense. He he doesn't remember. <laughs> he says he's lost his memory. Thrash, what's the last thing you remember? Uh, the greatest loss that this world has ever seen. That's the last thing I remember. What are you talking about? Uh, so I tell them about my experience last night, and uh, then I hand my axe out over towards Knox, my new axe. Yeah, I, I don't know if, I mean, situation makes it feel like there might be some sort of magic going on here. Can you check this thing out for me, magic man? It's like a rusty, beaten, weathered axe. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is beautiful. Uh, no. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> no, I can do an Arcana check. <laughs> Doesn't take ten minutes. <laughs> Let me Arcana check this rusty axe. Trash is just bringing him junk to the magic check. Well, but you know what rust means, right? So let me ask you something, Knox. Does Knox like metal music? I don't think he's really ever heard it. Your soul is filled with the essence of metal as soon as you touch it. Your hair stands up on end and you just feel yourself in the middle of a mosh pit being shoved around. By the way, corpsable can, all orcs. I think it's startling, but like in a good way. You know, it's like an unexpected taste when you're eating something like Thai food and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that sour and sweet. You know, you're not sure about it, but it's kind of nice. Treasure, I think this is magical. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Very, very nice. And now that he's not holding the axe anymore, Thrasher responds with, I know, man, isn't it weird? (laughs) You just got this last night. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, can I roll an Arcana check on it? I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it matters at this point. We haven't rolled once yet. I think though. So. Yeah, no. First dice roll. Uh, ooh, that's a that's a nineteen on Arcana. On Arcana, yeah. On a what? <laughs> on an Arcana check. Arcana check. All right. So whatever magic is within here is not obvious. This is a very subtle piece of magic here. Obviously, you'd probably just dismiss it if you saw it in passing, but that feeling that you got when you touched it is unmistakable. There's something hidden within this, but you can't be sure what. This is this is definitely something special here. Uh, so he, he now stands up, uh, holding the axe in his hand, as he's seen Thrasher before, takes a power stance and starts headbanging. It's subtle! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of you right now. Oh. Uh, and he's going to hand the axe back. You got a cuss out of Jared. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, I have the second filthiest mouth on this podcast, according to my count. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, so he hands the axe back to Thrasher. Oh, man, that that is... Uh, there's definitely something in there. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Thanks for checking it out, man. I guess we'll just uh, see what happens. Yeah. Hey, next time you uh, next time you hit up a show, let me know. I think I want to uh, tag along. <laughs> yeah. Love bringing other bros into the metal fold. Hey, that's a that's a sweet looking axe, bro. Like, where'd where'd you get that? You said you lost somebody. Uh, yeah. I found uh another grave out in the woods, and uh, it was a. Uh, <laughs> It was, the, it was the front man for Corpse Volcan. <laughs> the greatest metal band ever. No, man, no, no. I put my head on his shoulder. I just feel his grief. I'm so glad somebody else gets it. And I, oh, I start to feel angry. But yeah, man, I, I found it on his on his grave, and uh, I don't know now. Crash, it's not over, man. I've got these, I've got these three murderers in my hoodie pocket. Their gravestones were on the mountain, so like maybe. Maybe he's still around here just rocking. And I open up my hoodie pocket for, or my hood pocket for a moment. And a gentle light emerges from within as three little orbs float up curiously. 
See, these guys are dead and they're they're rocking. So maybe what what was his name? Was it a cool name? Is it something noble? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a cadaver smasher. Oh, could cadaver sm- Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe cadaver smashers out here. Just roaming the woods looking for Hopefully not cadavers to smash, but maybe. His metal spirit will live on through me. I will smash cadavers in his name. Hell yeah, bro. I kind of like motion the lights back in the hood pocket. They file in. And cinch it up. All right, everybody enjoying their emu? Like, way better than uh, yesterday, I I think. I thought it's just pigeon. No, it's the emu. It gets better with age, right? You know, some foods get better with age. I think emu is one of them. Yeah, when you leave raw meat out in the sun, I usually find it gets better. That's why. Yeah, right. So you're liking it. I see you got a lot left. You better eat up. I, yeah, I know. I, I'm working on it. Yeah, I love it. You're a big, big, strong, growing guy. You know. I appreciate that. Every time Demi looks away, I'm throwing a forkload off the side of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm throwing a forkload on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. I turn around. And I see him in the middle of this. Like, what? What? What are you guys doing? Cope's so hungry. He gave me. He gave me uppies earlier. So I was just trying to share some food with him. I need it, bro. You did what? Y'all are such good friends, man. I wish I give you one of my friendship points, but they mean a lot to me. All right. So now. Oh, hey guys. There's uh one more thing that might be kind of important. And then uh, I tell them all about the conversation with Wagon Wheel last night. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? You didn't tell us this until just now? What did you want to do? Well, he couldn't do anything about it. It's at least a couple days back to town. Yeah, but he's got all the money. I was really tired. They're going to throw him in the fucking ocean. The ocean? We should have thrown him in the ocean. No, they're going to throw him in the ocean. No, now? Now we have to keep all these people as hostages so that we can ransom them, and that's how we get our 500 gold piece. Jimmy, no. Jesus Christ. Wild. That's a wild jump to make. Yeah, what the Yeah, you could easily get like a thousand. A thousand what? (laughs) I say to the heavens. (laughs) (laughs) God tells me. (laughs) One thousand what? I imagine that was one of the people we saved over by the fire. Oh, we're we're worth at least a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Well that's that's two thousand apiece. Okay, no, no, you're right, you're right. So what's the plan then? We need to figure this whole thing out, I think. Yeah, I mean, we still don't really know what happened here. I mean, this ship got shot down? I'm not sure exactly by what. I mean, that seems to be what caused the trouble on the mountain, but what brought the ship down? Okay, let's run through the timeline then. The ship was on the way, and it was late. It got shot down and landed on this mountain. Do we think that had anything to do with the the monsters coming down? Did it get shot down, or is it manned by someone who downed it on purpose? Hey, Braddock! Braddock! You know that she's been hard at work even through the night. I mean, she had to come eat. So, we know the ship had to hit first, because Jimothy is the one who sent the harpies and the goblins to the town. So... The timeline has to be the ship hit the mountain, it ran over poor Jimothy, and he turned into one of these these creatures, and he started causing the trouble on the mountain. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I've been so overcome with adventure and excitement and leveling up. Do y'all realize we're working for somebody who is stealing souls? These aren't fun little dolls. Pretty metal, huh? Rush, it is, yes, it's so metal, but... God, sometimes, sometimes metal's wrong. I, I, and that's metal, and you know I, it. Well, he's having a heart attack. <laughs> it's like a logic puzzle thing. Yeah, you see Thrasher, he, his eyes are kind of rolling around in his head a little bit, and uh, he's shaking. Not even, not shaking, he's like vibrating. Like, it just <laughs> does not compute. There's something in his brain that just will not let that thought happen. So look, guys, I thought we were bringing in cute, lifelike, prefabricated humans. You said you would never say that again. Wagon Will said he would never say it again. I made no such promise. 
Look, we thought we were bringing in QT dolls. We're bringing in weapons, murderers. Do you think Wagon Wheel even knew that, though? I don't. I really don't. I don't think he's the brains behind the operation, that's for sure. It's got to be coming from Legis the Terrible. Oh, dang it. That's right. I forgot. That sound, that's a terrible thing to do. It sounds like his it's his M.O. It's got the terrible written all over it. I want to look on the crates. Does it say... Sh- shipped by Legis the Terrible and Co. Legis the Terrible or anything like that. <laughs> Checking over the crates, you see that they all have the... They have like a, a DDD overlapping symbol. If you remember back in town, that was the name of the, the shop that... Dolls, dolls, That dolls. he had opened up. Yes, called Dolls, Dolls, Dolls. Uh, well, look, is he our friend? I think it's a yes, ain't it? God, I went through the same thing. I think it is a yes. He is our friend. How the fuck did that happen? I tricked you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, he tricked us. He's a secret ninja. You meet a secret ninja, you befriend him. How? Uh, yeah, of course we do. I mean, I just kind of thought he was adorable, but yeah, that, yeah. But. So what do we do with these dolls? Are we taking them back? I think we need to fix this airship, fly it back to town. Right. Do we do destroy the stock that's up here on the mountain? No, we can put it on the ship. The evil murder dolls. I don't know if we want to bring these dolls anywhere near the town. I think it might be interesting for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just drop them on everybody? Are there... Now we're villains. Some say heroes. <laughs> Are there actually any dolls still intact, or did we pretty well smash them all up? I was under the impression that you destroyed them all. That's what I thought. Let's say we did then. I think I think I may have said to go blow up the dolls in the cave too. Okay, I forgot all about that. You did specifically say you you know unloaded the dolls. That was just what was in the ship. Damn it, my my uh, emu's got a little bit of weird soul in it. Okay, so so we got to get back to town. I don't know what the fastest way. I mean, we could check with Braddock again and see what the ship's going. If it's not ready to fly, I don't know if these people are in condition to travel for two days. There's no way I'm helping these people down the mountain on foot. We're going in style. What's the more rock and roll way to like fly back into town and save everybody? We got to go that route. You got that right. You hear a voice call from inside the ship. It's Laura. <laughs> okay. Her name was definitely not Laura. <laughs> yeah, what's the name she hated, though? Lyra is her first name. It's Bridget. <laughs> it's Lyra. Hey, Lyra. She frowns. It's Braddock. You got good news up there? Oh, oh. Dang it, they sound so similar. Hey, Braddock. Sorry, we're confused. Our DM keeps saying Lyra. What's a DM? I know I said that it would it might take a few days, but I think this thing's going to be fixed very soon. I don't know how it works exactly, but I never need to. And then she <laughs> drops back down. Wait, wait, Braddock. One quick question. Her head pops up. What do you think took this thing down? What was the what, what was the problem? Uh, she looks around. Probably whatever it was that destroyed the forest. Looks like it took quite a few hits from whatever that was. Oh my god. What is it, Coops? Does this look like something that could have been dropped from above the ship that would destroy it? <gasps> like someone riding a griffin? Braddock, do you think one of these would have done the job? And I hold out the, the, the little bomb. I remember seeing quite a few of those. A lot of goblins were lost in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it was that Boom. fell from the sky wasn't just those. There were strange magics, different colors, different lights. Whatever made it to the forest, whatever it was made it further. But looking around, she gestures around. You could see this over here. This is some necrotic magic. This over here, this is some fire. This one looks like it was burned. It all looks really similar if you just glance over it. But a lot of things hit this ship. Braddock. Was it the night of the festival in town? Yeah, it was. It was the same night. You might have even heard it. Oh, we were so drunk. Yeah, you definitely fail a perception check. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. that was so important. 
<laughs> just if one had been, no. you know, presented oh, to no. you. All four of us failed it. Maybe Tyler shouldn't have suggested we had disadvantage oh. on that perception check. <laughs> yeah, he did suggest that. Mate, don't. It wasn't Tyler. No, it was me. <laughs> he set the course of our entire future. The chosen one. The chosen one. <laughs> Radic. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Only the biggest revelation of the entire book. Yeah. Can you tell me in a beautiful and mesmerizing monologue exactly what it looked like that night? I remember being awoken in the night. The mountain was shaking. Lights were flashing outside. I could feel whatever it was just impacting the mountain over and over again. I went outside and it was like a rainbow of scintillating colors raining from the sky. Bombs like the one you found and other magics were tumbling down, decimating everything that they touched. There were also other things, scattered bits of debris, ruins. Uh, a sword fell and implanted itself in the ground next to me and burst into fire a moment later. I had to know what it was. I felt compelled as a, as a student of magic and science I had to know so I traveled up the mountain and that's when the second impact happened I just saw something screaming through the sky smoke trailing behind it the whole mountain shook as it impacted and that was when I decided to take a rest for the night I was interrupted <laughs> while I was eating breakfast the next morning harpies came in they grabbed me and flew me to the mountain I, I guess I guess Jimothy remembered who I was knew I could help him Th that's what I remember. So so some sort of magic just came crashing down from the sky and, and took the ship out. I don't know if that was by accident or if, if it was some sort of targeted attack, but it seems like it's a much bigger thing than just trouble on a mountain. Did it start snowing that night? But instead of snow, it was ash drifting through this tree. He thinks for a moment. Now that you mention it, yeah, there was... I, I just assumed it was debris from the you know, the falling magics having destroyed the forest, but yeah, there was ash falling from the sky. That's a that's a crazy night, Braddock. I can't believe. I wonder if this has happened any anywhere else in the world. This type of this storm. Wonder if it brought brought these magics elsewhere. Well, why don't we find out? Uh, Nox is going to kind of look at the the three friends around him. Hey guys, I mean, we, we can get these guys back to the to town and, and bring them home, but what is the plan? I mean, we made a we made a pretty good team up here. I, I think for once, I think most people would say heroes. Yeah, I think you're right. the The airship flying back in town might not be the safest place for these guys. We know it's only a hike back down the mountain for them. No, we're doing the airship. No, my point is, it might not be the safest to pull. It sounds like we're gonna come in hot and heavy with this airship and it might not be the best idea to put them all on it for the hostages yeah because then then the airship opens up and then all the people come out and we're like here i know we're gonna ding dong this thing up somehow that's <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> it's a long way back to the town and there's dangerous stuff out there i mean we made it through by the grace of the king of the emu but i, I don't really want to just send this group of townsfolk down a dangerous mountain through dangerous woods and hope they make it home. I think we could drop them off, but I, I don't know that we necessarily want to hang around too long. We could try to figure out what happened to Wagon Wheel, but I, I think it may be time to see what we can find out and what's going on. I've got a little bit of business to handle back in Vallast, so I at least need to join the ride back. And then I'm with you. Maybe would you guys ever want to like be my band? Like, I, I don't know how to say it. Like we could hang out and go like, maybe go somewhere demi you've uh you've saved my life more than once man I, i'm pretty sure that makes you one of the uh best friends i've ever had oh man i didn't, I didn't know you felt that way <laughs> I, I feel the same way i have a hard time saying it all of you man all of you guys this is i get down on my knees and i give just i give noxious the biggest hug oh he loves that cope starts uh climbing the main mast the best place for me is up closest to the stars, bros. I'll keep a lookout as, as we sail forth to our next destination. 
and and Cope starts climbing the main mast to take his spot. Is there a fucking mast? I thought it was like a blimp. No, it's like a it's like a galleon. Okay, heard. But it had these long like wing like things on the side. So there is a mast, right? There's a upper mast. It's I, I haven't really thought about it, but it's got like a weird triangular looking sail that's mostly ripped through. Can I post up there? Is there a place I can climb up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like that's where I would be. Hey, Thrash, what do you think, man? Are you in? Look, man, a lot's happened. There's been a lot going on. The only thing I know for sure, you know, some people say villains, some people say heroes, but I want to find my little buddy Wagon Wheel. Then Thrasher stands up to his full barbarian human height, which is, you know, not that tall, I guess. But he stands up and stands in front of Knox and points down at him. And he says, But if you're going to get uppies from anybody, just whenever it happens, then I need to find my little buddy Wagon Wheel, because he cares. Knox is going to reach out a hand to Thrasher. Hey, sometimes I just need a little extra help, but you're always the best. And he's going to see if he can climb up, climb up on the back. Doesn't need to. I immediately swoop him up and toss him on my shoulders. As you stand your full barbarian height, whatever that is, I don't know. <laughs> Besides, I mean, who else could carry me than a big man like you? And he's going to slap his hand on your shoulder, and he's going to cast in large, and you're going to double in size. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> we may need somebody to give this ship a push, by the way. Hey, guys, I know this is, is kind of cliche, but should we put our hands in the middle or something? Well, it's kind of awkward now. I know, maybe we just, everybody holds your hands up high. We'll touch, we'll touch fingers. I bend down real low so that uh, Knox can get his hand in there. And then, you know, I kind of reach my hand up as I'm bent over. All right, other, other count, Copes, you in here? Copes is standing, he climbed the mast. He's standing with one hand on, uh, one hoof on the rails and one hand on the flag, pointing towards the town. And he holds his left hand up to join the, the high five. But he's way up there. All right, guys, on the count of, on the count of three, everybody say something inspirational. One, two, three. Wait, I'm not something inspirational. And thus history was born. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Well, I gotta tell you, Daniel, I have never seen a display of friendship quite like that. Oh, yeah, yes, Steven. That was, um, incredible. I mean, well, I just feel lucky to be here to see it. I haven't seen anything like that since the Ice Orc Battle of 87. Oh, yeah, the Triple Friend Toe Touch. That was a spectacle. Um, yep, yeah, spectacle. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us tonight, and come back every Thursday. We'll be reporting live on what these crazy kids are up to, and we sure do appreciate you following along. Yeah, and, um, if you want to talk to us throughout the week, make sure to drop by to our Twitter at the DHCast and drop us a line. Tell us what you think. Bye now, you crazy dreamers. Uh, yeah, yeah, bye, dreamers.